the Martial Arts Movie Podcast. Ha-ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come through. You know, baby. Fists of Fail. This t- I love this title. Uh, baby Assassins is a bubbly action crime comedy that's not afraid to kick a lot of ass. Eh, that's that's not really that's not really how I feel about this movie at all. So that 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 headline uh, that I'm reading right now, um, yeah, I don't know what what movie they watched. Uh, I, like we're talking about Baby Assassins today, and um, yeah, I don't know. Am I am I am I minority here? Like I don't I don't feel like I I, I watched the same movie that, as other people have because I'm seeing pretty positive reviews for the film. So I completely understand your sentiments because mm-hmm. i watched this first uh uh-huh. so this is this is technically came out in 2021 uh we got it here in the u.s uh i, th- I believe last month in july uh because of haya picked it up uh the haya streaming service and i i gave it a watch and i liked aspects of it but oh boy does the middle grinds to a halt it just drags so much it is so slow and unfortunately they don't put any action in the middle when this Mm. is kind of an actiony martial arts movie so you're just left with these characters who i do feel are acted correctly like Mm -hmm. I think the actresses did a really great job at portraying these kind of weird, quirky girls with... It feels like they might be on the spectrum. There's definitely... There's definitely some... Yeah. You know, there's some inconsistencies with them in how they are not really uh, normal, functioning members of society. And I Mm -hmm. think they're portrayed in an interesting way. But, oh boy, the story that they decided to tell with them is not that engaging, unfortunately. Right. Let, let, me, let me take a crack at the story, all right, because sure. it's actually super simple. Oh, God, it's really um, simple. It's incredibly simple. Uh, two teenage girls are assassins. <laughs> That's like the first sentence. The second sentence is uh, they need to get part-time jobs so that they can keep their anonymity i guess well it's kind of forced upon them that they need to get these part-time jobs and they are rooming with one another (sighs) i thought the movie was just gonna be based off of that based off what you told me what the film was gonna be about and then there's uh, yeah and i thought that that sounds boring as a you know a standalone it could be interesting but the way that the movie does it i don't know I, i never found it too ever too engaging uh i i see what they're trying to do you know with all these these scenes that kind of drag on, no, sorry, not drag on, but they, they spend a lot of time on these scenes that feel like a slice of life for these two characters. How slice they, they of get. life is like the perfect way to describe it because yeah. you really are just there with these two girls in real time mm-hmm. as they are being roommates together. They are doing these innocuous kind of irrelevant things before, maybe not, not even before, while they are not being the quote-unquote assassins and this this could work i think maybe if they took out the assassins part if this was (laughs) just a bunch of quirky little girls doing their own thing learning to get along together and befriend each other and help each other out because they it is very clear in the movie that there is something off about them they they Mm -hmm. are not socially adept and this is kind of why they need to be uh, assassins because they can't function in these part-time jobs that they're trying to get as well. Like that's very evident in the movie. Yeah, yeah, and I know what the movie's trying to do with a lot of that. They're trying to play up a lot of the comedy. You know, I mean, yeah, because you know it's a, it's a quirky kind of gimmick, I guess, you know, with, with the story. It's like, oh, well, these these socially inept assassins are trying to live like normal people. 
and there's so much of the movie that like when i say so much i mean like a vast 90 percent of the movie that is spent on time like that um where things don't really progress it feels like okay that scene was kind of kind of pointless and the comedy isn't so strong enough that i i gotta say i kind of wish this movie either took away all the action or this could have worked much worked a lot better if it was an anime because as i was watching it i thought this is this is awkward because it's live action so a lot of this i feel like would be work a lot better if it was animation um, you know, like a lot of the jokes would probably land better. You can get maybe like, they would do like visual gags or something. Visual gags, or exactly. They would go to maybe these chibi versions when they're yeah. being <laughs> well. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's it's realistic in the portrayal of how awkward and strange these girls are. And mm-hmm. I think so. So when I was rewatching this, I was thinking, I think this is going to be really hard for an older audience to latch onto these characters. Well, that's us because we're old people. Yeah, we're older, (laughs) but I, but I can, I can understand it because, you know, when I was younger, I was socially awkward and I could definitely uh, empathize with a lot, you know, some of the things that these, the, the one character was going through and how she was more quiet and reserved and didn't know how to really speak out. So I, I could really, really, uh, relate to that kind of stuff it's the fact that this is still kind of billed as an action movie and that's false we're advertising not, i mean <laughs> kind it, of it's an action sandwich we only get we only get fights in the beginning and the end the whole time at least the first time i, I first watched it i was waiting for that plateau to kind of come back up so we are in the valley where we're just spending time with these characters and I was waiting for the moment when something was going to happen to kind of drag me back in. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, it's good to spend time with uh, the characters and get to know them and get to like them in any sort of movie. But then you need to do something where you kind of like them even more. Maybe put them in danger or give them some sort of emotional stakes or physical stakes because this is an action movie. And it never happens for them. So I think, I think it might be a disservice that the marketing is heavily leaning into the action. I mean, I understand why they did, but I, I don't know what to do in that case. Like, how do you, yeah. like, de- de-escalate the fact that this really isn't an action movie, in, in, but only in certain parts? Uh, well, I get why. I, I completely understand why we want to market this movie as a martial arts extravaganza or action extravaganza. It gets more butts in the seats or... Yeah. Yeah, but sure. But uh, you say what you will about, you know, maybe it is false advertising. Maybe it isn't, you know, like it, it, it gets people's attention to the movie. When it the action does happen, it's not, it's very fleeting, but it's pretty good for the most part. But yeah, that 90% of the movie from literally from the nine and a half minute mark to an hour and 20 minutes in, there isn't a single minute of action. <laughs> and, you know, so like it's quite literally the, the thinnest loaves of bread that's <laughs> action uh, bread <laughs> yeah exactly it is so thin um it, just sandwiching this this movie where like not enough content is happening in the middle so whatever I, I get that you know the marketing ploy but what i don't understand are all the reviews that are being very like overly positive for this film like that i, I don't get like well you might just be cynical <laughs> i well i mean i definitely am i'm a very skeptical person but um and we've Obviously, we are martial arts enthusiasts, we have movies especially, so we've seen a lot. Watching this movie is like, wow, this is super scamp. Like, there's not enough content in this to really hold my engagement. I think that's the problem. There's not enough martial arts content, or in the middle of the movie, they don't really engage us enough. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there is a moment in the movie where the pacing just kind of loses me because I can, I can be totally fine with a slow paced slice of life piece of storytelling. And for the most part in the beginning, I was okay with it. I was fine with really being there in real time with these girls at there's just sitting on their couch, interacting (laughs) with each other. There is a, there is like a charming awkwardness to their interactions. And I think, Mm. I think the actresses sell that really well. Yeah. But what ends up happening is 
once we get to the maid cafe stuff, that's where the movie just really takes a nosedive because I start to realize that that yeah. that for me anyways, when you really, really start to realize, okay, there really there's really no action anymore. And now uh, now we we start to go into a bit more of the the C plot. Mm-hmm. So there, the, so the C plot of this movie. Well, maybe it's not the C plot. I guess the B plot. There's another plot. Yeah, yeah. there's another plot. Is so, um, there are yakuza who get involved, and I believe what happens. One of one of the yakuza members gets killed by the assassins, and the remaining yakuza, uh, which include like this this guy and his two children, two children as in like full grown adults. Uh, children um they uh you know the, all three of them are trying to uh, find the assassins the the lead characters um you know essentially and see that that's what okay like just to go back to what i was trying to say before i, I thought this was going to be that little c plot that you mentioned that would make the story more interesting um it kind of it's like they set it up and they just it, like they set up the the pins and it's just like striked out every single time you know like it's like oh my god what happened like you, you it's not interesting at all in the way that they execute it 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 just feels like you know a bunt yeah, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately the whole yakuza plot really falls apart and mm-hmm. they are it seems like they are going to be a threat because they mm-hmm. are on the trail of hunting down these baby assassins mm-hmm. title drop and what happens is the female, the, the daughter of the Yakuza lead actually captures uh, one of the baby assassins. And, and she does nothing with it. She does nothing with her. Uh, they knock her out and they steal her gun. And that's it. That's, that's where the movie started to lose me a little bit because I didn't understand why they made that story choice. And then it's from there. That's when it they changed the plot to the uh, maid cafe stuff. And, hmm. oh, God, all that maid cafe stuff was that. What, how long do you think that scene through. is? It goes on for a while. Yeah, it goes on so long. Um, I get what they're trying to do. I mean, it builds tension. And it all culminates to one of the assassins assassinating, I guess, right? Yeah. But, like, it, it's just, like, like meandering buildup. You know, it's like, okay, I get it. I get it. Like, it's going to escalate to a point but it doesn't feel like or at least the way i felt uh watching it uh especially the second time like okay this is going nowhere like the tension building isn't done very well it just it just feels like the scene just going on way too long Mm -hmm. well i i know what they were doing in the maid cafe stuff so basically what happens is these girls are trying to get jobs they're trying to get part-time jobs because that's what their agency quote-unquote agency is having them do they keep on getting fired because they're kind of incompetent they're very or violent and or aggressive. violent yes yeah mm-hmm. um and so um one of the girls is a little more talkative a little more girly and outwardly so she is very she actually does well at being one of these maids at a japanese maid cafe and mm-hmm. if you don't know what a japanese maid cafe is that's basically where these women dress up in cute maid outfits they act like they are like you are their masters and they they speak to you in a way that's very overtly positive and very very flirty and loving to the patrons and i don't remember where i was going with this (laughs) (laughs) you're just fantasizing about the last time you went to one actually i i did go to a maid cafe when i visited tokyo uh, a few years ago and yeah. the movie i mean it captures it correctly the women right. are overtly nice to you they treat you like you're this lord this king yep. they do they talk to you in a very cutesy manner but i don't understand japanese without subtitles so i don't know what the hell any of them were saying <laughs> well i'm glad that they captured the authenticity of maid cafes in this movie because now it, it gets a glowing praise from me right. oh okay you okay know. so i remember i was going with the maid cafe stuff so uh-huh. one of the girls is a little more social than the other and the now other the young. other girl she is so socially awkward and she's put into a job where your main 
role is to be verbal and talkative and out and outgoing. So they start to put this wedge, this divide between the girls because of that. Mm-hmm. And story-wise, sure, that makes sense. But as an action fan, I was just uh, speechless because I, this is at, again, at this point, I start to realize, oh, no, we're not going to get action until the very end now because we need to resolve this new story point. <sighs> yeah, see... Um... I'm kind of on the same boat as you. Like, I don't mind slow burn movies. I don't even mind action sandwiches for the most part. You know, like movies where there's just barely sprinklings of, sprinklings of action. But by the time we get to them, I want to feel like this was worth the wait, right? Or like this feels like it was a, you know, everything was a boiling point, and then like this is the uh, this is we, we've crossed that threshold. Like we were finally. It's a culmination of all that conflict that we've had, yes. you know, in terms of story, and now we've gotten here. This movie fails in that aspect. Like by the time we finally get action, I, I my my thought process is like we should we could have just skipped the whole movie to get to this point. Like there, there nothing added anything. Like nothing about the story added to this this final um, uh, fight scene that we have. And then, yeah, like we said before, there's only two fight scenes in the movie. One of them's a dream sequence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of confused me why she was dreaming about killing these uh, convenience, Shop owners, convenience guess, store yeah. employees. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand that, but sure, why not? Yeah, and then yeah. the final fight between um, one of the assassins mm-hmm. is with a character who is in the movie very very briefly but he's not the main antagonist they they kind of deal with the main antagonist in a completely different way holy crap so so anticlimactic the way that they killed the main villain yeah so your fight we have our main character fighting somebody who isn't you know there's no really personal stakes besides the fact that oh like he's a good fighter she needs to take him out Uh, i I don't know like it, it he should have been the Yakuza boss, right? He should have been the ringleader. He should have been the one pulling the string. So at least yep. he feels like the... He legitimately feels like the main bad guy. At the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I do want to talk about the action uh, from a general standpoint. And we will break down the two scenes uh, slightly um, a little later on. But like just to talk about the acting or like this, the way that the, the non-action is... Uh, all those what hour and 15 minutes of not like just dialogue and you know like non-action happening um a lot of those shots are just these long takes yeah very long takes static camera just seeing these actors move across this across the room sometimes just sitting there for a solid three minutes at a time just not moving just talking and i mean a part of me finds it impressive you know that like oh they they hit all their they hit all their marks they're do, hitting all their line deliveries but the other side of me is thinking this is visually uninteresting yeah. and a, a vast majority of the movie is like that like we have a lot of these static shots uh, of like just watching someone walk down the walk down the hallway and like in real time or you know like things are happening in real time like I mentioned like like you mentioned before um, so a lot of it is slow like that's what that's another reason why i didn't find a lot of the story very interesting and like yeah like why i said that this would probably work better as an anime is that we could probably have more visual um you know uh like variety yeah right and a lot of the the comedy could have like probably been elevated with all the chibiness i guess because this this felt very much like in line with that kind of comedy right Mm -hmm. yeah uh i i don't mind that it's in live action because this feels like I, I do want to commend the acting. Uh, Salary Izawa and Akari uh, Takaishi. Takaishi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I again, like I thought they were great in portraying these really quirky, weird little high school girls who are socially inept and they're yeah. they're stuck living together. And it's yeah. kind of cute seeing them just sit on a couch and just play nintendo switch the or switch, yeah. or read manga it it's yeah. like we're there with them and i think if 
I think this could really appeal to a younger generation because I I feel like I know younger people who just do that. They just sit together, <laughs> yeah. they sit on the couch, and they they might feel a little more sympathetic to this type of story or this type of story. Sure. Like, oh, I, like I, I can relate to these girls because that's that's what I do too. Mm-hmm. But then again, just like you realize that the, the story isn't really going anywhere. I mean, it's they the story goes in a goes to a place to create conflict between the girls i just don't like how they do it and oh absolutely not. the way they do it is they go to this maid cafe and i just don't like any of that stuff going on <laughs> yeah yeah one of them discovers oh i'm super introverted and the other one's not so now we're gonna have a bickering we're gonna have basically be at odds and I, I knew that the movie was going to go that route. I mean, we've been kind of setting it up slowly, you know. But then by the time they, they resolve it, I don't know how how the fuck they resolve it. They just get to a scene where, like, let's not be, let's not hate each other anymore. Okay, cool. Yeah. It just felt, that felt very forced, uh, mm-hmm. like, by the time we get to that point. So, it, I, it, I don't he, know. She needed to apologize because the movie needed to get them together on the good, on their good sides again yeah. so that they can go to the last final action scene. Yeah. and defeat the bad guys uh yeah 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 we we didn't get to dwell in sort of in sort of any thought behind the mm-hmm. girl wanting to apologize she just does so yeah 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 so um i mean i i don't really know if we need to spoil the movie i mean the, the movie's really really straightforward uh, like the whys the the literal why on you know how the reasoning why the characters get to the final fight scene it doesn't even really matter like you want yeah. you could watch the movie and you'll you'll get it but it doesn't really matter at that point because the movie is just pretty straightforward for the most part you'll you'll understand why unless you're like you're what only a couple minutes into the film um but let's talk about the action because um that guy you mentioned at the four before uh who takes on um, I'm gonna butcher her name. Masanori uh, Mimoto. Yeah, yeah. Who takes on Sayori Izawa, the um, the awkward introverted one, the blonde uh, hair, the blonde girl. hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll just call her Sayori from the, for the rest of this review. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we have Masanori Mimoto, um, uh, like you mentioned, and the action direction is uh, Kensuke uh, Sanomura. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. We talked about both him. Both were in Hydra. We spoke mm-hmm. about this film last year. Def. Uh, very alien highly versus ninja also Don't alien forget. versus ninja but uh, hydra <laughs> is uh i i was speaking very uh, highly of it because i do believe that the choreography that they came up with in that film was a uh, it, setting a new standard for martial arts yeah, choreography yeah yeah absolutely no no that, that's that's not hyperbole at all i yes. think that's one of some of the best uh, action choreography i've seen in a very long time like innovative yes cho- innovative, action choreography innovative. yeah i think that um yeah the the first and last fight i mean since it is kensuke uh, sonomura's uh action direction um it's okay you know like it, you get some of that but like the last fight i think it's because mimoto is in it um it kind of has that hydra-esque um uh, like action choreography, especially since a lot of it is close range and a lot of it is groundwork and keeping things dynamic and interesting. Um, it doesn't quite hit the same mark as Hydra, though. Like Hydra, I yeah, definitely yeah. did a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, the, as much as like we're talking badly about this movie, I look back on Hydra and I think that that movie was also a super simple story. It only had two fights, mm-hmm. so like, why did why does that movie work, whereas this one? kind of doesn't for me right yeah i was i was thinking of hydra a lot as well because those mm-hmm. exact same reasons i think hydra stands out a little more just because the last the the fights are definitely much better yeah in hydra mm-hmm. they're they're much longer and they're a little more they're well they're a lot more complicated mm-hmm. and i do remember feeling the length though on hydra as well i remember thinking like okay where is this going like, oh, but that movie's super short it <laughs> it's is super like short. 70 I mean, minutes or yeah not i even. mean this this movie this is 90 minutes this could this they could have chopped off maybe like 20 minutes of this movie. <laughs> i think 30 yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, th- this uh, story aside, whatever, all the complaints aside, um, the the f- the first fight is okay. You know, it really just shows off um, uh, Sario Izawa, you know, doing a lot of her own cho- choreography, which I do commend her for. Yeah, that, um, that's one thing I wanted to say too. She is very short, a very short woman. So mm-hmm. I think it would have been difficult to find a double for her unless they found like a really thin short man and put him in a blonde wig yeah, i yeah. believe this is really her doing all of the fighting like because, all of it right because yeah. she's she was also a stunt person in other japanese movies i just recently oh, saw. okay so i'm pretty positive this is her so mm-hmm. when you when you see her fight masamori mimoto at the end it it makes that feel even more special because like she's able to keep up with him who i i like hold in really really high regards after seeing hydra Mm -hmm. and i haven't really seen her work so the fact that um she is so much smaller and they're able to still make the choreography interesting and fast and use like her size advantage to him i was just like really surprised at what they did with it right right right. you know it's funny um last last year right we covered hydra yes uh, it was a dual episode where we covered Snake Eyes, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sayori Izawa was a stunt double in Snake Eyes. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, like she she does a phenomenal job. I mean, like especially at the end, the the last fight with her versus um, uh, Mimoto, uh, that's a great fight. I, I I do like this one a lot. It kind of suffers from what is unfortunately it suffers in the way that it ends it just ends kind of bleh. yeah yeah i would agree <laughs> i i wasn't crazy about how she defeats the final mm-hmm. boss uh yeah, yeah. moto but it, it goes along with everything we've complained about in the past about fight scenes like you you know like you if a main character or protagonist or just a character is losing a fight you want you want a roof for them you want them to wind either through i don't know like just uh, you know like learning a new strategy or uh you know like uh, pulling you know, out a gun of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically no that's not you, sh- what you shouldn't know, do <laughs> yes that's what you shouldn't do but that's quite literally how the fight ends it's like oh my god there was so much momentum in this fight mm-hmm. like why and why why get ended this way right um, yeah it's mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like the fight ended correctly it yeah. doesn't feel like she outsmarted the villain in any outsmarted, way, yeah. or learned mm-hmm. some new tactic, or mm-hmm. even raged, powered raged up, up yeah. powered up, thought mm-hmm. of something in her montage sequence. No, none of that <laughs> happens. There's no montage sequence in there in no. this movie either. No. So <laughs> she remembered all the time she had instant ramen throughout the movie, right? Or right. It, was, it was like hot pot or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, there's there's nothing at the end, unfortunately, and and I, I guess that's part of the reason why we probably aren't going to do a patreon section for this episode <laughs> I mean, can't really there's not yeah. enough to break down <laughs> but i mean i will say like if, if there's anything I, I yeah like maybe we could break down the two action scenes just to some degree i mean yeah yeah talk about I, the i'm oh, sorry i talk about the first fight scene which is a technically it's a it doesn't even happen in the movie it's a uh, dream sequence because she is daydreaming uh during this job interview that what if the person who's hiring me uh, was a uh, was a mark, and I have to kill him now. And then she goes outside, and all his employees are you know trying to kill her now. Um, it's it, it's not bad. I, I like the first portion of this where you know she's kind of just dogpiled, and they're just lifting her up and just basically just like huddle around her. Um, yeah, I do I do like that part too. So I, I kind of mentioned this earlier. She's very short. And Mm -hmm. all her opponents in the movie are men, tall men. So I like the thought process behind the design of of the fights. We can easily overpower this girl. They literally do because she's so much shorter. And they're just literally picking her up because Mm -hmm. what she is doing is she is violently and ferociously just stabbing at them. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. they they think that maybe oh well, let's just overpower her let's just dogpile her let's just pick her up but what they don't realize is like oh she's just stabbing us in the back now <laughs> while while she's getting raised and so yeah. like that that makes sense to me that that she's mm-hmm. just aggressively 
uh, stabbing at them because she's you know she doesn't have the weight advantage yeah yeah um but yeah like i like that um, it basically becomes multiple people trying to just grapple her mm-hmm. and just like toss her like basically hold her hoist her up like uh like a, i don't know like a rag doll i guess but she's just violently like attacking them with her, her knife which is weird because like they all have knives how come she's the only one stabbing at them right. um yeah, and then, like, I, I did notice all the digital blood work. Um, wasn't a, a fan of that, but, like, I let it slide because the, the movie doesn't have the biggest budget. Uh, yeah, but so whatever to that. Um, when she gets to the fight with... So basically, she kills everyone in the room except this one guy who just happens to be, I don't know, drinking tea or something in the corner. Mm-hmm. And, like, becomes a one-on-one fight with the two of them. And, um... This one's okay. Like I like the part where they get down the aisle and they're uh, they're basically on their backs and they're basically uh, fighting for the knife, the the knife uh, in his hand. Um, she basically has his back and he just tries to stab up and he's basically pushing his legs. It's very hard to describe this. Uh, he, he's like pushing his legs towards her, so he you know he's basically they're both sliding towards the the like their, like the, the refrigerator fridge. in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And while he has a knife pointed at her, um, I thought that was interesting. But yeah, the, overall, I, I don't think that this fight was too spectacular, especially when you compare it to the second fight. Yeah. Well, actually, again, going back to her size, uh, the moment before she kind of delivers the final blow, I like mm-hmm. that because this guy is so much taller than her, mm-hmm. she really can duck underneath him and he like he's yeah. trying to stab and swipe at her with a knife and she's so fast and nimble she can really just kind of encircle him while still like being so up close with him yeah like sliding underneath his legs like it, it looks it looks kind of fun i it it reminds me of children's fight choreography because <laughs> of the size similarities but obviously yeah. because she is an adult she has the you know adeptness and speed she can pull it off a lot nicer than if a child actor could do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate because this is not indicative of the movie at all. <laughs> this this ends at the nine minute mark, and then you don't get anything until an hour twenty minutes into the film. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. An hour twenty. Yeah, an hour twenty. Oh my god! Yeah. There are um, there are like brief glimpses of exchange, like hand exchanges. Hmm. throughout the film like she had uh she has a brief altercation with her with her roommates and they Mm -hmm. kind of do some hand movements um oh god so this 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 was really really disappointing they're they're in part of the yakuza plot they're trying to uh find out where these assassins are and they start just kidnapping random people Mm -hmm. and so they find this one guy and they say okay We'll let you go if you can beat Masamori Mimoto in a fight. And I was like, oh, finally, finally, that's Masamori Mimoto. That's that's his first, I, I believe that's one of his first appearances in the film. Yeah. And they get into this parking lot. The The guy starts raging up, trying to psych himself, psych <laughs> himself oh, out, yeah. or psych himself up. And he charges at Masamori Mimoto, who just slaps him, and he falls to the ground. <laughs> And I thought, no, oh, yeah. God, because that was, I, I believe that was like the 30 minute mark. That's when mm-hmm. you start to weave in some action because you're, yeah, you of know, course. this is an action movie. We're getting that lull of action. You need to kind of bring us back to remind us what we, you know, put paid, paid some money for. Well, it would, it would definitely make the character seem more menacing than he actually is. I mean, yeah, we, he is like the right hand man, and he's a expert martial artist. Right? Yeah, you want you want to show that you want to at least give us a glimpse of his skills so we know what we're up against at the end. Mm-hmm. And to have him fight a guy who can just be slapped out of the way doesn't give us any indication of his skills. So mm-hmm. why do we care that he's potentially a mini boss or the final boss, right? Yeah, yeah. We knew that he was going to show up at the very end, right? So uh, there's a there's some gun battle stuff that happens at the very end. The the two assassins are just gunning everyone down. We get like this little psych out moment where it looks like the two of them are have to fight this one fighter who just who he goes into fighting stance and 
what's her name? Sauri. Uh, Sauri, yeah, just kicks him in the balls, spins around him, and the other one just shoots him to death. And, and like, I, I, don't, <laughs> I see what the comedy moment is, like that, what the the gimmick is, but I was. I kind of booed at the screen. Yeah, I, I boo! I, I want some fighting. Be- God damn it! Uh, <laughs> we're at like the hour, like the hour, an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, we're at the or hour an hour and ten minutes, maybe. Mark, and mm-hmm. this is how you start the action. Like, no, don't. Like, you've teased us along for yes, so yes. for so much now that you know you just give us what we want. <laughs> right, right, right. Like the <laughs> you've been teasing us this entire time. Like you might as well just give us the full blown action. Uh, some of the gunfighting stuff is okay. I, there's one really good shot of them doing John Wick-esque. I hate that John Wick has become like the benchmark coin uh, coinage for but the it, term. But it like, is very but, visually indicative that they are yeah. emulating the John Wick tactical style. And yeah, that's not, yeah, yeah. That's not a bad thing. I don't because I do like tactical action. It's yeah. it, the way you separate, um, you know, your movie from John Wick is generally how it's shot and how it's edited sure. though right 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 and i do like even i don't want though i don't love all the the gunfighting in this movie um what little there is in the, the film um you know like at least the camera stays dynamic for the most part so it does kind of make the action a little, look a little bit more frenetic and that's very true when we get to the actual fight so masanori appears out of the corner uh, around the corner and just takes uh, like just grabs at or like starts attacking uh Sayori and they basically have an exchange um he's almost clinching her while she has this gun and just she's just wildly shooting at the air yeah. i mean he is i thought he is was interesting her. yeah mm-hmm. i like i like this form of gun fu mm-hmm. this is like gun kata very similar to equilibrium but this mm. doesn't look as cheesy because you don't have the circular swaying arms yeah you don't yeah, yeah. have Sayori putting the gun to his face and then him kind of like slapping it out of the way yeah. this is more uh he has her in the clinch and he keeps on kind of um circling encircling her and moving her her arm out of the way so the gun is yeah. just missing him like this this feels like more tactical and more realistic than what like equilibrium does but equally oh yeah that's yeah. a very visual different language so. well that movie is very stylized yeah. and you know it, it's it's kind of hokey and cheesy because of that but yeah, for the most part i'd still have a that movie has a fond place in my heart oh, for yeah, yeah. How, it, how cheesy it, that it's is. just they're trying to they're trying to do something visually different with that oh, yeah. movie like i i just use that as a as a comparison because i say when i say gun kata a lot of times mm-hmm. that that is the movie that kind of coined that term yeah 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 and for the most part the when they have the gun versus grappler uh, portion of this i thought it was interesting because yeah like this guy is only evading the gunfire because he is quite literally just grappling her. rolling roll, like running circles around her mm-hmm. and gra- like just tossing to the floor and take well she, he eventually gets the gun away from her by just wheel backwards wheelbarrowing her <laughs> And yeah, it, it, the rest of, well, not the whole thing, but some of this uh, devolves to, uh, like, she is trying to get the gun, and he is preventing her from getting it. And yeah, like, once she's kind of settled with not using the gun, that's when the actual fighting really takes place. But unfortunately, the way it ends is kind of upsetting. <laughs> Because it's just like, oh, nope, we're going to go back to the gun after all. And it's like, ah, uh, well, I, I kind of want her to win, you know, fair, not fair and square, but, you know, using her, her wits and her, her martial art ability. Exactly. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And mm-hmm. it's it's a shame because the whole fight is setting up that mm-hmm. she is barely able to keep up with him. Like, she is mm-hmm. a very skilled fighter, but he is he's so much taller, he's so much more powerful, and he definitely has the skill. Yeah. And she is, you can see, like, she is kind of evading his moves. She's kind of able to keep up with him. But he just has the upper hand so many times. And at points, like, she is just getting pelted with these really, yeah. really quick jabs as she is, like, desperately, like, you know, holding up her, her forearms and her, her fists, her yeah. face to try and defend. You know, it, it's actually upsetting from a story standpoint, too, because before we get to the maid cafe, 
scene it's kind we kind of set her up as always training or she does training every once in a while far far more than the other character so when we get to this final fight it's like oh she's not completely useless but she is so less effective than the opponent that's like oh come on kid well, I don't mind I, I, that. I, I, I'm I'm I, I'm glad that they set this precedence for their power level because mm-hmm. if she just steamrolled him and was just so much better. I, oh no, I wasn't expecting steamrolling, yeah. but I wanted her to eventually be like, okay, maybe I just need to apply this technique or like learned his style to to fight back. Yeah. Well, the issue is we <laughs> only see glimpses of her training. We don't get any sort of semblance of her maybe having some sort of special move or some special yeah. maneuver. That would be a callback later because yeah. the way she defeats him, and we can elaborate on that a little later, but the way she defeats him is extremely anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I, not to detract from all the things I actually like about the fighting, there's a lot of good boxing yes. in this in this fight. Well, Holy crap. Well, that's, This is what I think of when I think of boxing choreography that's actual choreography yes. and isn't just a drama-ridden uh, fight scene where you cut back to onlookers watching the fight you're you're taking i'm talking about every sports drama you're you're taking a jab at american boxing movies (laughs) (laughs) what was that what was that other movie we just talked about um born to defense born to defense yeah yeah yeah. as soon as it became a boxing movie it's like all right well we're just gonna start adapting american uh, action movie tropes Mm -hmm. um but no the boxing's really good they're they're ducking weaving and uh especially when they get uh, pinned up against the wall and they start fighting there like wow that that the choreography is really good here mm-hmm. um and it's it's very fast and fluid which is which is good from both the performers too like uh, sayori does a really good job here um but yeah of course the standout is masanori he's just so fucking fast holy crap like you i can't actually believe like he's you know uh uh you know as fast as he actually is like he looks like he hasn't um, slipped up at all since Hydra. Like it still, he looks like he's still at the top of his game right now. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm. So yeah, this. You're. If you've seen Hydra, you're gonna feel a <laughs> lot of similarities because it's just him and Kensuke uh, Sonomura just working <laughs> together. Like at the, the, yep. the type of boxing and kind of fast Wing Chun esque uh, hand. Yeah, the hand trapping. Yeah, hand trapping <laughs> that they created in Hydra. It's it's come over here, and I like I like how they implemented it into a taller versus a shorter fighter because mm-hmm. in Hydra it's just two men of equal stature and they're just mm-hmm. kind of boxing at each other. Uh, yeah. In this movie, you can see how they're using the uh, short the shorter height advantage that uh, mm-hmm. Saori has. So so she's really really just ducking out of the way, and a lot of times it's. Uh, uh, Masamura Mimoto, like almost just like punching right ac- like above her back because she's just ducking and trying to advance towards him while he's doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like like we mentioned with Hydra before, like the clinch work is actually really good, and it, it's all. Of course, it's a movie, right? And I hate to always fall back on this, but you know, there's a difference between cinematic martial arts and like real world martial arts but it actually kind of blurs the line sometimes uh, it actually starts to incorporate things that is not too far-fetched uh or, like hard to believe that you can actually do uh, like in, in or you would see in an actual fight um some like the the uh, like fighting against the wall or the cage or whatever you want to call it uh, some of that looks pretty you know pretty um uh like authentic for the most part like obviously some of it feels very choreographed and such but um or like like super like theatrical but for the most part like yeah like it the 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 simple concepts like uh oh she gets hit in one eye so she blocks it so he decides to run towards the direction of where she's she's covering the eye so it becomes a blind spot for him like oh that's genius Mm -hmm. and it's like a good story visual story yeah and the way it's directed too like you know, you you see the you see the hand come up. They literally block half the screen. You see him go towards the side of the screen yeah. that's visually blocked. Like great, great direction. Great. Yeah, clever, clever little uh, you know filmmaking technique right there. And I, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, and then like I said, like when they're fighting against the wall, uh, just the fact that she he just starts pelting her with headbutts, mm-hmm. and you know the camera pans down to show her her foot placement on his 
his uh his thigh so she could just push her off i'm like that's great you know like we need these little moments to tell the audience uh, you know like how these characters are getting in and out of these predicaments mm-hmm. um and like that's that's really good like especially if you're trying to tell the story to non-martial artists or people who don't have an eye for martial arts like us mm-hmm. so yeah like it this it's a shame that this fight is in this movie <laughs> <laughs> that's the way i look at it um and it, i so fucking we said it before it's a real shame that it ends the way it does so Zero, how does it end? Oh god. Uh wait, before that, before that, no. I do wanna I do wanna praise the, the fighting we'll a little okay. more. Yeah. So god damn, like because it is like kind of boxing choreography, mm-hmm. but they're yeah. they're jabbing and striking at a much higher pace. Yeah. There is yeah. so many there are so many combinations that both these performers had to memorize because we get these nice longer takes of them just boxing at each other just trying to strike at the head and just weaving and ducking in and out of each other uh there's this great um kind of a downward shot where they are Mm. both trying to grab for their arms or their shoulders yeah and it's just Mm. a constant exchange of them trying to like clinch each other or grab each other's hands or wrists to kind of do some manipulations and it's just a back and forth of them pushing and pulling trying to outmaneuver one each one another it's all in one take and it's so many different hand movements i'm just so surprised that they were able to memorize like all these moves it's extremely impressive. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if any of this was uh, sped up it doesn't seem like it. it really does feel like you were naturally moving at that speed yeah i think so too right yeah, and it's, then it's good yeah but right before we get to the the point when he blinds her in the eye, I don't know if you notice this. He does a fish hook on her yes. on mm-hmm. her cheek, literally pulls her, and it's a little hard to see. But when I was going frame by frame, you see his his finger really is pulling her cheek. Like in there, yeah. And then he put so he pulls the cheek, and then he pushes her away with a thumb to the eye. Like oh, yeah, like yeah. obviously he didn't really do that, but in a fight like it's it's kind of considered dirty yeah it's really dirty and it's gnarly that he does that (laughs) to her yeah i I generally like how masanori mimoto kind of incorporates a lot of different kind of martial arts uh in his in his fighting style i mean it seems like there's a lot of like boxing but like there's a little bit of like muay thai as well like thai thai boxing especially the way that he like or like even traditional karate style like sidekick that he throws towards her and then he just immediately goes into a a Muay Thai style like uh, leg check, like he keeps it up um, before he can he goes on with the barrage of attacks. Um, choreography is great. I actually really like it a lot. And then it gets to a point where she realizes, oh, I can't beat him. So what does she do? Uh, she pretends to run towards her gun. He chases after her. She turns around, headbutts him in the head, and then she gets her gun and shoots him to death. Uh, uh, well, uh, yeah. well, it is a jumping, flying headbutt. So it's it's not as simple as her as her just turning around and then bopping him on the head. She she turns around and then kind of jumps at him, propelling her head towards his and then knocking him out. Yeah, not the best way to end a very very technically complicated fight that we've been praising this whole time mm-hmm. because that is so anticlimactic. I'm fine that she gets the gun and kills him because we know the whole time that's what they're setting up. But for her to be losing and that is her trump card is not... Yeah. That that doesn't let me sing her praise. Like You know what we needed? We needed him to be on the losing side. Then he pulls out something dirty. So her, her trump card will have to be the gun in order for her to win fairly. And not to say like every fight needs to be fair, but it's so right. anticlimactic watching this, mm-hmm. and it's, it actually feels like you're robbed of a a like a a fight scene that has any sort of um, like karma to it. There's not there's nothing to that. It, it basically it feels like you're uh, you, you watch a well. I mean, like, there's no other way to put it. It's fucking anticlimactic. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the the final lady gets shot at the end and then the movie's over i mean it doesn't end right away but yeah the movie's over (laughs) (laughs) 
That's baby assassins. That's baby assassins. It's, yeah, I mean, we kind of steamrolled through the movie. There's not enough content in it uh, to really well, that, talk that, about in depth. Yeah, well, that's the problem, though. Usually when we do our Patreon episodes, we kind of really go in depth with the story. Mm-hmm. and because, But because this is not really a story you can even break down either, because it, we mentioned it earlier, this really is slice of life. It feels... Like you're really there in real time with these girls. And that's not always a bad thing. But when the movie does have the lull, like we were complaining about it, oh boy, it just really, really feels like you're going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, everything you said about the story is very true. So there's not enough to break down there. So consider this a freebie for anyone who's listening. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That we only broke down the two action scenes in it. And look, why, why is it that we can, we're doing that with this movie versus... Uh, like Hydra, which all you know, we you know, that has action as well, but you know, like we broke that down in greater detail and you know, like we also Patreon section. But this one, just, even the action scenes, they're they're too short and they're you know, yes. they, one of them ends so abruptly in a not cathartic way. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for before. Um, that it's like, yeah, might as well just, just yeah, that, yeah, any I might as well just like talk about it relatively briefly. Um, but I will say, I mean, go check out the final fight. <laughs> That's it. I actually do not. I don't recommend the movie at all. Uh, I have very little to praise about this movie. That's outside of the fighting. Um, it, I, I I really think that this movie will work better if it was animated because what they're trying to go for for the comedy um, and the storytelling would have worked better if it was a lot more visually interesting too, and if it was like paced a little bit better. Um, the pacing might have been resolved if it weren't live action because those static cameras are so fucking boring to look at. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, and I, I usually watch them. Our movie is more than once each time. The second time, I was like, I cannot sit through this again. I'm, I have to skim through this. So um, yeah, zero. What are your thoughts? Right. I mean, I, I agree with you uh, with everything. I'm a little more forgiving. I, I usually try to give a little context. Um, I, I, I don't know. You, I, I think these I think the actors, the actresses did a great job at portraying these like really weird, quirky characters. And I did like them, but the story was not doing it for me. So it's, it's very hard to recommend. I think if you if you like hydra and you like that fight scene you know just watch the movie and sit through it and you're going to understand what we're saying but it's not something i could recommend because it's just sure. not it's not enjoyable to, to sit through um, right, right there is there's a point if you if you sit through it and you watch it there's a point where the movie kind of takes a nosedive you'll you'll see it you'll feel it happen because oh, yeah. it's just like oh like well, it's there's no acts <laughs> yeah there's no action happening and you're just kind of with these girls and they're not doing enough to keep my interest. So it's yeah. unfortunate. It's hard to recommend. But yeah, I, I can't really do it. But the action at the, the last action scene is good, minus how we said uh, she defeats the villain. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, disclaimer to anyone who's going to watch it. When you get to the maid cafe scene, you you would spend less time actually flying to Japan, getting to a maid cafe, getting your bill, and then coming home. That's how fucking long that scene is. I was laughing before. Because you're, you're like, oh, if you liked Hydra and you really like the action, that I thought you were about to say, just go watch Hydra. <laughs> just go watch Hydra. <laughs> I mean, yeah, go watch Hydra. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Amazing action from uh, Kensuke Sonomura and yeah, Masamura Nomoto. And it's it's a movie that I will always highly praise. Yeah, yeah. And it's a shame because this movie, like, it feels like it wants to go in that direction, but it. I don't know. It it tried to have its cake and eat it too, but ultimately it was left in the refrigerator. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>